don't want people to turn the podcast off immediately when they heard me say a million dollars. I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. Okay. So Lindsay celebrated a big birthday this year. Yeah. celebrating it next year and I remember when my parents turned 40 it was like the year that the cake was like over the hill or like the slogan was something like it's only downhill from here or something (laughs) terrible like that although I do feel like 40 is I don't know if it's because it's the age group that I'm in but I do feel like 40 is younger now than it was 20 years ago in terms of age it's not but I do feel like I mean am I wrong you are not wrong okay I remember I think it was my mom maybe it was my dad but I think it was my mom when she turned 40 somebody I don't know who it was um ordered the like the lawn um cartoons and it was something about like a buzzard and something about over the hill and so she woke up and there was like 40 weird looking things like staked in our front excuse me our front lawn it's like the opposite of the flamingo one it's like totally like a graveyard yes (laughs) 40 seemed like you were about to die when I was a kid (laughs) and now like I think I shop in the same stores as the girls in high school. <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm so young still. You might think that, but uh, as someone with high schoolers living in my house, it is pretty clear I'm not cool, um, but I do feel like I'm really young, even though my age number is 40, and I remember being a kid and think and these things like over the hill it's this big huge birthday or whatever so as we tiptoe closer to that next stage of life I do think the idea of retirement has changed from previous generations whether it's people saying they want to retire sooner or take many retirements throughout their career Or even, I've had a lot of people say to me, I don't think I'm ever going to retire. A lot of people say that, yeah. So. Which I think is crazy. Have you seen retirement? Have you seen those beaches? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, and I think too, it kind of depends on what you think retirement is. Like, is retirement sitting in a rocking chair on your porch, being feeble and elderly, Or is it going on adventure still while you're still healthy? Is it maybe helping 
your grandkids, if you get some, where you're going to, you know, potentially babysit twice a week or take them to play group or whatever. And so I think, and I have parents who my dad didn't have a pension, but he saved and he retired early and he retired early, but he never stopped working. And so I think it could be a social thing too, like to be around people. Um, Cause once he retired, my mom was still working. So he was home alone all the time. And so he actually went out and got a job plowing um, roads, you know, like just to do something. And then he didn't like that because it was almost like an on-call thing. So like mm-hmm. it was worse than working he found, yeah. even though it wasn't consistent and it wasn't as many hours put in, it was like, he was always had to be around a phone just in case there was a storm or needed plows. And my mom retired. She had a pension. She worked for um, the education system. And even after retirement, her, her employer kept pulling her in to help like, so-and-so has got to go on leave. Can you come in and do this for a little bit? Or can you teach a class? Or can you do this? Because she had flexible schedule, Mm -hmm. but she had this knowledge that she just walked away with too. And she liked it. Like, yeah, okay. A couple hours a week. No problem. I can do that. Yeah. Um, So I think retirement looks different for everybody. 100%. But the one thing that I've been saying, especially because almost 100% of my clients own income properties, is if you don't, if you aren't saving for your retirement within a tax-free savings account, you're doing it wrong. Uh (laughs) I mean, not to, not to like cast the net, Uh but in my opinion, Everyone should have a portion of their retirement income, recurring income, pension-like income coming from a tax-free savings account because we were 18 when it got, we were older than 18, but we were of age when it started. So our limits are humongous. Yes. Yeah. And so that's one of the only um, universal statements I make is, a part of your retirement income should absolutely be coming from a TFSA. Do you think yeah. I'm wrong? I'm right. Or is there great? Right. I mean, anybody, we have to look at where, the, where income's coming from in retirement. And if it's taxable income through pensions and real estate investments and CPP, know, CPP. Yeah. Then of course, we, we have to find some way to give ourselves some tax-free income. You don't mm-hmm. want to have a higher tax bracket in your non-working years than you do in your working years. Uh, but if all of your income is coming from investments that you made in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, and they have grown, and now in your 60s and 70s, you are pulling them out, of course, your income is going to be higher in retirement. If And if it's all taxable like nobody wants that of course it has to be in a tax-free savings account be silly not to it would be absolutely silly not to okay well we agree then we agree on something finally (laughs) (laughs) Um, how much how much do you think how how much do people need to retire and like listeners have no idea right that's that's something that we get asked all the time like how much do i need 
right? So if you were only able to give like one ballpark figure within $500,000, what would your ballpark be? A million dollars. A million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just was crunching some numbers this morning for a young professional. He has a work RSP. He has a work pension. He has a rental property. He's 45 years old. And if he wants to make $150,000 a year in retirement, which I honestly don't think he will need to make $150,000. He needs, um, I should pull the number, the actual number up, but I think it's like 1.6 or something. And that's with me being conservative, Mm -hmm. being he's only going to make 6%. He um, doesn't contribute to certain accounts, his work contributes and matches. Mm-hmm. And like, so it kind of, I mean, I'm so annoying, but that it does depend. Also, I always, for him, I was estimating he's going to live. I mean, I don't, I hate to talk about it, but he's going to live to be 91. Now, when is this guy going to die? When does he's he go? <laughs> he, he dies at 91 he dies and he, 91. he dies spending his last dollar. Lovely. He runs out of money at age 91 Uh and he's been taking the same income from age of retirement with, with him. We did a few projections, 55, 60 and 65, Uh but between all of those years, it was the same amount of income, which isn't real. Right. It's very likely that he will take a larger sum at the beginning and it might even fluctuate. And then once you get to be, you know, 75, 80, the income will reduce slightly because you're not going to be doing as many extravagant retirement things. Right. You also might be selling your primary residence to move into an apartment or moving into long-term care. You also may not survive till ni- age 91. You also may live longer, but the the other thing to consider if you do live longer is that there is CPP and there is OAS. So those are government benefits that you've been paying into since you've been, you know, 16 or whenever you started working that you are entitled to that is hopefully around still at your age, elderly ages. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A million dollars, but also if you have a recurring income asset, whether it's uh, a business or a rental property or some sort of dividend portfolio, that number might change for me. Right. So when you say a million dollars, you mean um, like a million dollar investment portfolio or do you mean a million dollar net worth? I mean a million dollar in assets. So kind of yeah. investable yeah. things. Um, because I'm okay with people going into retirement with debt. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. your debt's making you money. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, real estate is a prime example of that, right? If you're... Yeah. Yeah, if your income is higher than your expense, then 
And, and a lot of people who own businesses acquire those businesses and potentially run debt on them, which is totally fine. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It, um, I mean, a million dollars, I can remember, um, I can remember starting in this industry and thinking that a million dollars was a really big number. Um, and now, I mean, being in Victoria and it being hard to buy like a lame house for a million dollars. Um, it seems like a much smaller number. Um, and I suppose, I mean, even saying that, that piece about Victoria, I guess it also depends on like, what are your, what are your retirement goals? Right. And where do you live and what's the cost of living? Um, but, uh, but I always think that, you know, yes, everything is, uh, dependent on who you are and what your goals are. Um, I think that is absolutely the truth when it comes to money conversations. Um, I just can't stand that answer. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you hear Megan and I <laughs> say all the time that like, we're so annoying giving that an answer again, because it is annoying. I think it's really nice for people to have a number in mind. Okay. I need a million bucks. How do I get a million bucks? Right. Yeah. Um, and it's and not easy. And if you, people with, with pensions versus people without pensions, I find quite interesting. Like when, when Graham's doing retirement planning, um, people without pensions, they don't, they don't know how much is going into a pension on a monthly or an annual basis to get that retirement income. A lot of money goes into a pension, like a lot of money, like for oh my in my neck of the woods, it's near 20%. And like about 10 from the employer, 10 from the, the employee. So about 20% of their salary um, equal to 20% of their salary is going into a pension. And then people who don't have that and they're, they're trying to, you know, they're, they're using RSPs and TFSAs to, uh, to acquire their retirement assets. Um, you know, they'll say like, okay, well, we can afford $200 a month, $300 a month. Well, that like that's not going to reach the same level of what you know your neighbor, or your friend is going to have in their pension. They have so much money going into their pension, um, and I only share that as a bit of like a little bit of a reality check for those who don't have pensions because they just don't know. And then they see people retiring the pensions, and especially like their parents' generations um, or generation. Uh, lots of people, everybody had a pension pension in our parents generation right so we know what it looks like to retire with a pension um and a lot of us don't know what it looks like to retire without one um because we just haven't seen that a lot um, mm -hmm. it's very very difficult to emulate a pension exactly. on your own yeah so yeah and so when i talk about the million dollars that is for people without a pension if yeah. you have a pension, you also have a huge chunk that you just can't see what the lump sum is. They're they're likely yeah. only providing you with your monthly income at age 55, 60, and 65, but you don't see how much total is in that pot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a lot. And 
Right. And so it's likely that that pot at your age, 65 is a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so much money. So, you know, for those who are doing it on their own, um, do more, probably <laughs> do more to catch up with your, your vengeance friends. Um, do more. <laughs> but in all fairness, we do have to read the room and know, like, there are a lot of people struggling. There's a lot of people who, I mean, everybody has been impacted by inflation. Everyone's been impacted by the high interest rates. And it is okay if you need to take a break. Uh-huh. But it's also always best practice to get started before <clears throat> you think you're ready. Mm-hmm. Even if it's such a small amount, mm-hmm. even just starting with $20 and then bumping it up to 25. And, and the, what I like to do is go weekly so that we can pivot quickly. So we're not doing, you know, a big amount on the 15th of the month, we're doing something every Friday so that if for some reason I need to push pause, I have a week to be able to recover. The other thing is, um, so it's getting started before you think you're ready. It's, it's okay if you need to take a break. Mm -hmm. It's also being super clear on what types of benefits you do have access to. If you have an RSP matching opportunity with your employer that you haven't taken advantage of, you don't really know what it is, you are leaving money on the table. Do it it yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not free money, but it's it's extra money. (laughs) Yeah. So I just think that I don't want people to turn the podcast off immediately when they heard me say a million dollars. If your grocery bill has been creeping up pretty quick these days, come and join me in my back to school grocery challenge. This is something that I do every September and it saves the participants hundreds of dollars. It's only $10 to join. It starts September 18th and lasts for five days. I'm gonna give you shopping tips. We're gonna talk about recipes. We're gonna talk about some strategies to get your grocery bill down. Go to lindsayplum.com slash back to school grocery challenge. I'd love to see you in there. I don't think, I don't think they will. I think if, you know, you're listening right now, I don't think you had that urge. I think you were happy that somebody finally, you know, gave a number. <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, there's lots of different scenarios it might not be the, the perfect number, but, um, you know, something to shoot for. Um, and yeah, I, I always tell people like start before you're ready. Um, because even before you're ready, you might be able to do $25 a month right? Um, Being ready probably means, you know, doing a a significant um, contribution. Um, But like, don't worry about that. Um, As we always say, just do something. Um, Don't be worried about what you're putting it into. If you're just getting started and working on the muscle, like just choose something. Um, Set yourself, uh, you know, book an appointment with your financial planner or advisor 
or yourself with the library <laughs> to go and do some learning. Um, you know, book that appointment for three months from now uh, and, and, uh, and get started with something and then like, continue to learn. Um, we can't, it's like, you know, when is the right time to have kids? Like you're never ready. There's no such thing as being ready. Um, and so uh, same, same deal, right? Like just, just get started doing something. Know that you need to put a lot of money away and make sure you take advantage of, advantage of things like that, those RSP matching programs at work. Mm -hmm. The bee's knees. Yeah. Okay. And the, while you were talking there too, I just went and just got on my financial calculator and just did some mm -hmm. quick numbers so that I can say, okay, a million, if you at the age of 55 have a million dollars, that will pay you almost $70,000 a year from age 55 to 91. If 70, and also I'm being conservative and saying 6% rate of return. Mm -hmm. I know there are people on social media using big numbers like 10%, mm -hmm. which they can use, but I can't. <laughs> okay. I would get my license taken away from me. Mm -hmm. um, but if I were to use 10%, you would make $100,000 a year every year uh -huh. from age 55 to 91. And that's in future dollars. So consider like inflation and all those things. But right. that kind of gives you some food for thought. Now let's take and say, I there's no way I can get to a million dollars. I think I could get to half of that based on my age and my income. I can, I can save between now and retirement 500000 if you can save $500,000 on your 55-year-old birthday party, okay, that's your, your marker, you earn 6%, you're going to get $34,000 a year from age 55 to 91. Okay, so if $35,000 sounds like decent, yeah, yeah. you only need $500,000. That's right. That's right. If if you're willing to wait to age 65 and you're still earning that 6%, you're going to make almost $40,000. Right. So if you're willing to wait, I mean, five years, this is math. Ten years. And, and like I said, if we were to bump that up to, let's say 8%, uh -huh. if you save, if your account hits $500,000 on your 65th birthday, you're going to make about $46,000 a year from age 65 to 91 at 8%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like these are some doable numbers for a lot of people. I know that they're still big and I, I get it. I get that they're still big. Um, but I think there, there's some doable numbers for a lot of people. And, and um, what do you know for those listening that, that don't know people who are retired right now? Um, what what do you get for CPP and, and OAS? Okay, so CPP. Okay, let's pull that up. What the current numbers are. So CPP mm -hmm. um, max payment for twenty twenty three. Let's see how much is about thirteen hundred dollars. Okay. That is taxable. <laughs> okay, so they the max is thirteen hundred, but let's say. 
um, let's just round it to the thousand Easy. because likely they're going to take 300 of that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. And by the CRA, <laughs> in case anyone was wondering, CRA is a major beneficiary in all stages of your life. We talk about that in episode 39, where yeah. we talk how not to make an enemy of CRA, but also how to keep more money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So even though I say it's $1,300 a month, max CPP um, net, it's right. going to be about $1,000 a month. Okay. And when can you start getting CPP? Okay. So you can start early, but then that number doesn't apply. <laughs> So I'm going to be annoying and be like, yeah, you can start your CPP early, but then you forego the maximum. You only get the maximum if you wait till age 65. So how much do you get if you do it earlier? So you lose um, six, you lose 36%. So you'll get like it's not cut in half but like you only get 66 percent of the max if you take it at early which is age 60 right and then every every year that you wait it gets closer to the max up until age 65 yeah yeah and um and so uh as a rule of thumb if you can wait then you should wait, but there are certain circumstances where either you need the money or, um, you know, for people, like if you just don't have a lot of family longevity. I was just going to say that. So I understand if you don't need it, just wait, Mm -hmm. but also you don't know, let's say you waited till age 65 and unfortunately pass at age 67. You for you for went seven years of CPP income when you could have not. But I I hate having these types of conversations, but it's a reality. The other thing that I've seen people do is they take it early and they invest it, even if so they don't need it. They take it early. It's a reduced amount and they um use up all their TFSA room with it, or they just put it away. They don't really need it and it's growing. So as long as markets and your investment strategy is in alignment, then that makes sense too. Yeah. Well, and these are, you know, highlighting why it's great to have a financial plan and work with a financial planner, (laughs) you know, to get the opportunity to ask some of these questions, because there are a lot of parts and pieces to the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Right. You mentioned downsizing, right. You know, you might, people don't want to use their primary residence as uh, um, like as a um, investable asset number. Um, But if you're planning on halving that in retirement, then that's different. Um, Maybe you have a pension, maybe, maybe you have like an old pension from an old retirement, maybe, um, you know, lots of different scenarios that you might want to look at to figure out what's right for you. Um, Mm -hmm. And I say it that way because people often like they're looking for 
like the right perfect solution for them. They're like searching the internet to like get their answers. It's like, no, there is no one solution. Everybody's going to do it in their own way. Um, <clears throat> and I think the opportunity to see some different scenarios sleep on it, think about it, ask some questions, do a little more brainstorming, some more research, come back and ask a couple more questions. And then you just choose your path. And whatever that path is, we don't need to worry about whether or not it's right or wrong. We can just confidently choose that path. And it is what it is. And I don't know, you can change it in the future if you want to as well. But as opposed to looking for the right way to do something, um, there is no right way. No, it's just to get started. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And and just realize that um, also like just ask questions because you don't know what you don't know. Like if I were to say, okay, you as a human or as a family or whatever need $500,000 by the time your 65th birthday, if you want to make about $45,000, $50,000 a year in retirement, that's, $250 a week. So if you had like a, an employer that was open to matching you, I mean, there's obviously going to be limits, but $250 a week is $125 from you, $125 from your employer. I feel like once you like break it down, you're like, okay, if I can find $250 a week or there's a matching opportunity and I do 125 a week. Yeah. And that's, that's considering I'm 45 years old and have nothing to start with. So I've just started. I'm 45 years old. I have 20 years. Mm. You can do 250 a week. You can find it. Totally. Totally. <clears throat> I definitely, you can absolutely find it. You might have to get creative. You know, not everybody has, has a matching opportunity or not everybody has, you know, that money laying around but you can find it right yeah or just try it like one week do a hundred dollars see how it feels like what did you have to change or stop doing or get creative Mm -hmm. on or maybe sell some of your crap which is one thing that I really really need to start doing is like purging stuff in my house totally and then in leaving that cash in your dresser or wherever you keep it Take and just dump it into your retirement savings. Totally. Every September I do, um, it's called the back to school grocery challenge and, and like finding ways to save money at the grocery store. And, you know, in our, uh, not even necessarily meal planning, but in our meal planning, um, can save us so much money. And, you know, I always say like, stop eating your goals. Like that money could have been gone, going towards something else. Um, The other thing that I see with people being so busy these days um, is like, we, we outsource a lot of stuff. Um, You know, like I've got some clients who they have like a, a lunch program for their kids where they're like the lunches are coming and then they have a grocery program, you know, they're, they're getting their uh, dinner groceries delivered and then they have somebody coming to clean their house and then they have somebody else coming to walk their dog. And like, I, I get it. I'm just as busy as anybody else. And I value all of those things and I would love to have them done. But when I put them in front of me and say I can afford to retire or I can have somebody walk my dog for $125 a week 
I might choose to retire. <laughs> the dog's a dog. Um, I know that they're family members and all of that. I don't want to come across as, you know, some cold and harsh person. But when we go to just kind of weigh out our priorities, I get that the clean house and that the lunch is done because we're stressed and busy and the, the well-exercised dogs, I can get how important all of those are and how they might bring, uh, you know, value to your life now. But if we had to choose between that and retiring one day, like, which would you choose? Because you might unknowingly be making that choice. Mm, At least make it consciously if you're going to do it right mm -hmm. um yeah yeah I don't know look at what you're saying. like even I think about just the, this last month so I do have help when it comes to keeping my house clean mm -hmm. but she took August off mm -hmm. and so I essentially saved let's say two hundred dollars in in cash flow from not having that expense and it went into the abyss. I don't know where it went. Whereas if I would have just paid myself, pretending like I was paying her, like staying on that schedule of that coming out of my account on, on Wednesdays, then I could have just put it into my RSPs and my cash flow wouldn't have known any different because honestly, my budget knew no different. I, it just, it just got burned. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> I always tell people, like, if you are going to go to the effort of saving money, like you call your cell phone company, you call the cable company, you call the, like, all of those things, do not get up from your, wherever you're sitting until you've gone and redone your budget and reallocated those dollars. Like, don't waste your time sitting on hold, talking to the, you know, the, the different people at the, at the companies to, to save yourself a few bucks. Don't bother with meal planning. Like, don't, don't bother with any of that if you're not going to finish the task by reallocating it in your budget um, because it will just go into the abyss. There's always something that wants your money. There's always something urgent. There's always somebody's birthday. Somebody's needs a pair of shoes. Like there's always something. Um, and so we need to reallocate that. Um, and so in the context of this conversation, you know, finding the ways to reduce our spending in order to reallocate that to your TFSA or RSP for that matter. Um, to work towards that million dollar pot so that you can go and retire. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I've also seen, uh, have you heard of Coho? Yeah. Okay. So Coho is like a spending MasterCard where you preload it yeah. in case anybody doesn't know that you can use for um, like a debit card, but also online shopping and you, mm -hmm. it will, it will decline you if you don't have the cash on there. Mm -hmm. And so they have a forced savings component that you can select. It's like a setting where it'll round up. So for if your purchase was $23.99, it'll put, um, it'll round that transaction up to $25. And that difference, it will put in a savings for you. And so that could be an interesting thing to try as well, where you do that forced, I think some banks do that too, where they like do a roundup and a state for savings. And then on the first of that next month, take that whole amount and just throw it into a TFSA. Absolutely. I 
really like Coho because it allows us to have a joint account um, where it's one card, but also it will decline if we don't have the money in there. <laughs> Whereas like a credit card was like, spend more. It's all good. Do you want some points? Yeah. <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah. Lots of different ways that people can explore. And I mean, we'll, we'll continue talking about those in, in future episodes. Um, but I hope that those listening right now are either like feeling confident that they're on track or that they're inspired to um, have this conversation at home or with their, you know, financial people um, or, you know, even for those who are not in those positions necessarily, but like the fire got lit a little bit in a good way. Um, and that we've also given you some confidence that like you can do it. Um, yeah. Just go out get creative and, and find some ways to shoot for that million bucks. Yeah. And it's just math. So like if you need to reach out to some sort of professional just to help find out that math component of if I keep doing what I'm doing, where am I at? Obviously, it's more complex than that because you're a human being with probably children. If you're listening to this podcast that throw curveballs into every single minute of your day. But the math portion, someone like myself we can crunch the numbers for you we can say okay how much is in your account right now how much do you contribute even if you don't contribute we can project based on what you are right now how much will be there in at age 65 let's say and from age 65 to 91 that amount will give you this annual income it's just math and then we can we can it's just math and math isn't scary everybody can do math I think we had an episode on that too. Where are you like, a math person? <laughs> are you a math person? Everyone can do math. It doesn't matter if you're fast at it or slow at it, or it doesn't come easily to you the first time. Um, there's always somebody that you can reach out to and ask for help. Absolutely. Go get your million bucks. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. Either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers. <laughs>